and welcome to Chi Alpha After Hours. My name is Anna. I'm your host today, and I'm one of the pastors here with Chi Alpha Campus Ministries at Oregon State University. And I'm lucky enough to be here with three special guests, Kote and Chad, who are both seniors at OSU, and Johanna, who is also a Chi Alpha pastor. You guys can say hello. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Do I have to? <laughs> <laughs> The overall purpose of the Chi Alpha After Hours podcast is to take a closer look at what it means to follow Jesus on the university campus. And part of following Jesus as college students is learning how to take what we've learned about Jesus on our university campus and go beyond our normal social social circles with the good news of Jesus. These three friends, Pote, Chad, and Johanna, were lucky enough to have gotten to go on our first ever OSU Chi Alpha Beyond trip to Cambodia, and I'm so excited to hear more about this grand adventure. We hope it encourages you and inspires you in your walk with God. So, first off, y'all, let's get to know our guests a little bit better. I would love to hear each one of you share a little bit about yourselves, uh, your name, what your major is, and your favorite hobby. Mm. Let's start with you, Kote. All right. All right. I'm, uh, I'm Kote. I am a new media communications major. I'm a fifth year, so I'm a little behind. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'm almost done. I'm graduating in like five weeks, four weeks, three, three weeks. Um, and my favorite hobby is... Favorite hobby? Oh, geez. Um, I mean, I take photos, make videos, but that's kind of like my profession at this point, doing weddings and social media stuff like that. Um, but snowboarding, I love snowboarding. It's mm. like one of my favorite things to do. So much fun. That's awesome. So fun. <laughs> what about you, Chad? All right. So my name is Chad, as you all probably know. Um, so I am a marketing and management major here at Oregon State. I will be graduating next winter, but this will be my last term at Corvallis. Um, my favorite hobby, oh, man, that's a toss-up between a lot of things. Um, usually something outside. Um, like right now, I've been pretty into disc golf, but I've been playing pretty bad. Um, I also like kayaking, which is just really just stuff outside I can usually be down for. Hmm. And making fun of Kote. Yes, and making yeah, fun of Kote. That's, that's my a, favorite hobby. Yeah. yeah. Making fun of Chad. Wow. Making fun of Kote is everyone's favorite hobby. You're outnumbered on that one, bro. It's me. (laughs) That's awesome. And how about you, Johanna? Well, believe it or not, my name is Johanna. Really? Um, Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've been on a college campus... For 12 years now, and I am the ancient of days. Um, but I have a degree in kinesiology with a healthcare emphasis and a minor in psych. Um, and I don't have hobbies because I hate fun. Mm. <laughs> That's no fun. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, this is so good so far. I'm so excited. <laughs> That's one way to put it. For the rest of this podcast. Woo, okay. Right. <laughs> oh, Moving man. on. So before we <laughs> So before we go into more specifics on this trip, what they were like and stories you guys might have, I'd love to ask, first of all, what made you say yes to going on a beyond trip to Cambodia? 
Yeah, so I'm actually the um, the manager of Beyond Trips on our staff team, so I had to go. It was no fun and I had to go. Uh, I'll go next. Uh, what about you guys? Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll go. Uh, well, previously, before I went, I was, like, praying about going on a trip. Like, I've always wanted to... It was kind of weird. I was like, I want to travel. And also, it would be super cool to do, like, a missions trip. And it just kind of, like, you know, it all just happened. Hold on. I feel like I said that weird. <laughs> um, super weird. Super weird. Um, let me restart that. So yeah, before before the trip, before I was even like aware that the trip was happening, I was praying about going on a trip. I really wanted to um, do a missions trip, and I mean, I love traveling. And then I was like asking churches if they were doing any trips or anything like that. And then I like got involved with Chi Alpha. And then as that happened, I heard about the Beyond trip, and it was just like perfect perfect match. i'm losing the word what's match. the word perfect match timing a match. timing perfect a, a match made There's in a heaven yes it was a match made in heaven i was like this is perfect it just like worked out and i was like yes of course i'm doing this i have to oh i, have I love to. that yeah it's so cool it was great it was awesome all right um for me so I'll be perfectly honest with you guys. I didn't really think about the decision. I just kind of said yes. And to this day, I don't know what, like, prompted me to say yes. I mean, I'm really glad I did. But, like, I was eating lunch with Christian one day. He's like, yo, you want to go on this trip? I'm like, yeah, sure. Um, I didn't, like, I totally didn't think about it, which I think was, like, partially, like, just my excitement for it. And, like, partially just I kind of felt, like, drawn to it to, like, you know, go, as they say, beyond myself and go help other people so i mean there's probably a bunch of things i probably should have thought about before i said yes but i didn't and i'm i have no regrets i did everything perfectly ever well not ever but um you know what i mean <laughs> yeah so to give a little bit more extensive of an answer to my process i just thought it would be better if i started off differently um <laughs> So, uh, as the as the manager of Beyond Trips in general on our staff team, um, some of the things that I really keep in mind when I'm trying to figure out where uh, we are going to go with our college students here are um, really want to be partnering with people who are um, from Oregon and doing missions. And part of that is this idea of getting this vision for, um, in a very practical sense, what the future of serving God could potentially look like for the students here. Um, and there's a lot of power in seeing, like, this is a person who, the, the person we partnered with in Cambodia is from Albany. And so, like, this is a very local person who um, went across the world to go serve God. And um, who's also wanting to prioritize ministries where what we did would actually make a meaningful difference. There's a lot of places 
that are excited to have people come, but their primary hope for people who come to help out is that not that they'd actually do something meaningful while they're there, but more so that they would catch a vision and decide to become permanent missionaries. And um, while there's nothing in particular wrong with that, I think that it's really valuable for us to be doing something that will actually make a difference in the lives of people while we are there and not with a potential to make a difference only if some of us become career missionaries to the location. Um, And Ken Hoff, the guy we partnered with, is also just like very on top of things. Um, And this was the first time that I'd done this sort of job before. Um, I'd led mission trips before, but like where I was going had been planned for me previously. So it was my first time figuring out like where we would be going. And I think that I really valued having someone who had had a lot of people come before and had experience with like what kinds of things I might need in terms of help. Um, and we're, we were also just really excited about what Ken Huff's been doing for 20 years in Cambodia of like building schools, um, building churches, um, helping the people in Cambodia to get educated so that they can have like upwards mobility and hopeful futures in a way that's really hard to come across in a place, um, that like Cambodia I think the average age of a person in Cambodia is 24. So that's Anna's age. And so not only is their population really young, but... <laughs> I usually... Sorry, it's just funny. For context, it's Anna's birthday today, and she feels old. And she's 24. Yeah, she feels really old, but the thing is, it was my birthday yesterday, and I turned 29, so she needs to stop. <laughs> um, yeah, but the point of, of, that I'm making, contrary to what Anna believes, is that 24 is a real, really young to be the average age of someone in a nation. That's very, very young. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's a very young country in terms of the literal age of the people there. Um, and because of the Khmer Rouge, which was... Um, People who committed genocide against the educated in Cambodia, there's also a um, very low education level. And so Cambodia has been kind of trapped because there's no one to teach people in order for them to um, be able to have upwards mobility in the world. And so having people who are there who are helping the kids get educated um, is both an opportunity to share the gospel and also just a very practically helpful thing for a nation that's still kind of on its knees from some really traumatic things in living memory. Wow. So powerful that you guys got to go spend time there. How long were you there? Was it a week? Nine days. Nine days. Like nine, ten days, something like that. Nine, eight, it was, eight it, full days. Yeah, it was, it was mm-hmm. nine days. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Really yeah. quick. But How long like was the traveling? <laughs> uh, <laughs> long. Our, on our trip back, I think I calculated it when I got home and we had gone 62 hours without sleep. Yeah. 
We were exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> we were because we had a layover in Japan yeah. and For we just went and explored. Yeah, we we uh we got up in the morning and spent a day in Cambodia. Um, and the mornings start really early there. You get up at like six, mm. five or six. Um, and so we got up then and then our flight didn't leave until 10 PM. Mm. Um, and then we flew to Japan and had a 13 hour layover in Japan. Um, and then we flew from Japan to San Francisco. Um, and that flight itself was like eight hours. Yeah. Um, I don't sleep on planes. I don't know about no, guys, sleeping on planes is really hard. And the flight so from Cambodia to Japan was a few hours also. Um, and then we landed in San Francisco and had a f- couple hour layover. It wasn't super long, but it wasn't like short either. Um, and then flew to Portland and then had the drive home. Mm. And between all of that, we went like 60 hours without any sleep. Did we drive home that day or that or did we We drove home that at, day. Oh, we did. Yeah, it was on the way up that we stayed over oh, at that, that, uh, JP and Abby Mumley's house, yeah. which is uh, Christian's in-laws. Very cool. For a little context real quick, is like 60 hours of flying does sound terrible, and like it was like a little rough at times, but like I wouldn't also be like afraid of it too because two things. One, we got to explore around Japan for like 10 hours, so yeah. that was pretty cool. And two, um, like the day we spent in Cambodia, I mean, we just did a bunch of sightseeing that day. So it wasn't all like just terrible, like just being sleepy. I mean, I was totally sleepy, but at least for me personally, I was still like pretty pumped up on adrenaline. So like the flying wasn't like too terrible for me. I mean, I did sleep like nonstop when I got home, but, um, (laughs) the, the youths were pumped up on adrenaline, (laughs) the youths, but the 29 year old. Well, and Christian was pretty pumped too, but he's always pumped. So Christian's always Christian was actually pretty tired. He was just making himself seem pumped. He was a little pumped, but not like Chad. Chad was so pumped. It was good. Um, yeah, but honestly, like it wasn't great for me during the time but now I just see that as bragging rights you know so if nothing else do it for the bragging rights that's so good okay well we're gonna move on to the next question what kinds of ministry activities did y'all do so basically how did you reach out to people with the gospel when you're in Cambodia and did you feel ready and equipped for that alright I'll I'll answer this um so for some of the activities we did, like the main thing we were kind of doing there was we were actually teaching English um, for most of the time we were at a school that was between first and sixth grade, like aged kids, and we were there teaching um, English. That And then we were also just, like these kids don't really get a whole lot of like love in their lives a lot because, I mean, one half the time their teachers won't even show up just because, like kind of Johanna was saying, there's a, like a shortage of like teachers, so it's like they can get they feel they can like you know skip a day or two Mm. so just kind of like loving these kids and you know just kind of making them feel like feel their worth and kind of just showing that you know they have a lot of worth and value to bring um the other thing important about english as well is like if you can speak fluent english and kind of just almost any other country but especially cambodia that's really going to advance you like in your future like for your career wise because it's Mm. such a important tool that's used around the world so just the ability for these kids to get a start on learning English and to advance their English skills is a big, I mean, it's a big thing for them. Yeah. Um, 
We also did, um, we also taught at night school as well with some older kids, um, kind of helped teach English there too, kind of also shared like a little bit of our testimonies there and just kind of showing, you know, how we've been, like how God's worked through us during our lives. Um, trying to think, there's probably other things we also did, but I'm kind of spacing. Um, but for like, did I feel ready and equipped for that? Definitely not. Like, I don't speak any Khmer, which is the like language I speak in Cambodian. I mean, I speak pretty good English. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes not really. Not, yeah, not really. Actually, but, um, <laughs> so trying to like teach English to like you know people that speak a completely different ling- language was definitely something you kind of have to get the hang of. Um, it's definitely not easy and it takes a lot of persistency. Um, but you kind of just, I think with all mission trips in general, you just kind of figure it out as you go and eventually you'll get the hang of it and eventually you'll get better at what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Well, um, since Chad pretty much mentioned everything we did, um, I mean, I will say that in addition to like loving on the kids, we, we played a lot of games with them. We played Frisbee. We, we taught them to throw a frisbee, and one this, of the kids became a pro. He's a and like, pro. Just he, a, he was one-handed catching like, it, throwing it. He back, couldn't back, speak back. English well enough for us to even know what his name is, so we now just affectionately call him Frisbee Kid. I have a picture of him. He's great. So he was my sweet. favorite kid there. Hey, Kote, yeah. I really appreciate the picture, but just know that the viewers won't see the picture because it's a podcast. Yeah. In fact, <laughs> I would go as far as to say that they're not even viewers. They're probably listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Our beloved listeners. Hey, they're viewing the page that shows the volume, so. Okay, guys, just so you guys can know, this kid is so cute. He is stinking adorable. He, is adorable. he was he was like 7 and he was Aww. teeny tiny and he has the best little smile. Um, and also was really good at frisbee, which is the way to Johanna's heart is being good at frisbee. Oh my goodness. Oh, look at that form. Look at that form. Look Watch this one handed. Bam! Oh, yeah. <laughs> he just catches one handed. One handed catch. Which is. He's so tiny, which, too. He is. He's teeny tiny and he's adorable. He's a pro. He's yeah. A pro. Sorry, we're probably going to have to cut that because, you know, viewers can't, listeners can't view the video. <laughs> <laughs> Brought joy to my heart. Yes, it's fueling us for the rest of this. Yeah, that was some fuel for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Frisbee kid. May he live long and prosper. So did you feel ready and equipped for this trip, Kote? Uh, besides the no. fact that you knew how to throw a, throw a frisbee. Yeah, besides that. I mean, he actually taught me how to, the, the frisbee kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Kote was a newbie. Yeah, he taught me. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I I don't know. I wasn't. I mean, I don't think you can really prepare for that unless you've been on mission trips. I don't know. I just, that was my first one ever, and especially going to a brand new country and just like being just like inundated with all this just stimuli, just bombarded with crazy new things. Um, I was not ready for it, no. And, like, but that, that's when you jump. So I was just like, I have to do this. It'll be so fun. I'm not ready, but I'll do it. Mm, yeah. That's cool. Are you asking me also? Mm-hmm. If you if you want, if you have any thoughts yeah. about this. Oh, I mean, I was wondering about the feeling equipped for it. I felt pretty ready. Um, I think that there's a degree to which every time you go to a new place that has a really different culture from yours, there's going to be some sense of feeling unprepared. Um, but 
it's an opportunity to learn, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it's really valuable to come in with the perspective that you also are going to be learning from the people who you might even be teaching, like we were teaching in Cambodia. Um, but I've had some experience with helping people learn to speak English who don't really speak English at all. And so, uh, that was kind of helpful. Um, and obviously I probably had the best idea of what was going to be going on of everyone on the trip. Mm -hmm. Um, including Christian who decided that he doesn't want to be here, even though he was the le technical leader of the trip. What a loser. Christian, come on. <laughs> What are you doing? You're in the other hey, room. Honestly, yeah. we kind of carried the team, though, so yeah. it's okay. Yeah. Christian was on our backs the whole time. We didn't yeah. need him. Yeah. We don't need you, Christian. Love you, <laughs> Man. Lo love you Christian. <laughs> Man, you guys have a lot of emotions about Christian yeah, not being here. Yeah. That leads us into our third question. <laughs> what emotions or thoughts did you find yourself experiencing often on your trip? That's a great segue. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Um, I think for me personally, like a combination of like, like joy of just kind of seeing these kids' faces, like, you know, when you teach them a new word or you'd walk through the courtyard and they all just be like, hi, hi, and then I'd give you a high five oh at the same goodness. time. Um, so like that, um, that kind of joy of, you know, what I'm doing here is like really impacting these kids' lives, but also, I mean... I wouldn't say I was scared, but, like, definitely kind of, like, on my feet, just, you know, kind of learning new stuff. Like, it was, you know, a totally new environment. So just kind of adapting to that was, um, I think, it was slightly stressful for a little bit. Um, I mean, of course, it got the hang of it, but just kind of a combination of, like, joy, like, a little bit of just catching up with things. And then I was also a little sleepy a couple times, but... <laughs> so. Um... Yeah, I mean, I felt just, like, an immense amount of, like, gratitude for for just, like, what what we have here in America and just, like, seeing what the kids go through and, like, seeing how they they live. And, I mean, it was, just, it was also really cool to see how, like, what it seemed to be, like, how family-oriented they were. Like, they're just, like, in these little pods, like, family, like, families, like, live together, like, all of them in these little huts and shacks and um it was kind of cool to just see um how how joyful they were to like be around us too and that just made me feel super joyful it was just like wow these kids are so like thankful for us being here to teach them and like I mean obviously new things bring about like a sense of excitement so we were like new people being there and obviously that's going to bring about some excitement but it was just really cool and gave me an immense like amount of joy just to like be there to help them mm -hmm. i want to add one thing on to what like cote said there kind of what he was saying about um like how family oriented they are and i think just looking at like the lifestyle of people there um i mean they definitely have like the entire country and just most people there have a lot less than we do here like in oregon or in the u.s um but like the joy of these families and like how happy they were with what they had was, I think, was it like a big eye-opener for me just to kind of realize that, like, okay, what matters in life isn't, like, what you have, like, what kind of car you drive or how big of a house you have or if you have, like, a swim pool in your backyard or something like that. But joy is really, like, what you make of it with the people that you love around you. 
So I think just, especially now, um, like in the world today, just kind of realizing that um, if you can get joy from the people you love rather than the things you have, um, your life is going to change for sure. Mm. Mm. Preach. <laughs> Preach, brother. That was, that was good. So good. That was good. So follow-up question, I would love to ask you guys, this isn't on our outline, but I'd love to ask what you learned about God on your trip and maybe about like your relationship with God. So I think I learned about God is the language of love and the language of God is like universal. Like I didn't need to speak Kamai to really like communicate with them on a godly and like level of loving them. Um, and I think this just kind of goes for just life in general of like the language of God is universal and it's not always going to sound the same. Um, like between me and Kote talking or like me and a kid in Cambodia kind of playing Frisbee or me acting out what a, um, what an apple is or what a cat is. Um, it's kind of hilarious. playing Frisbee because apparently Chad's not confident in his Frisbee abilities. What? No, that's Kote. Because the kid was great. I mean, yes, the kid was better than all of us. We can all agree a, on that. He was but... Olympic level athlete. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he will be someday. Um, no, he is right now. Okay, he is right now. Fine, he is right now. <laughs> but um, I think when thinking about like how this helped my relationship with God, um, I know it's a pretty cliche thing to say that God works in mysterious ways, but I mean, it is also true, as cliche as it might sound. Um, like for me, it took me going to the other side of the world, to a country that um, I've never even thought about going to before this, to kind of realize that he, I mean, he's everywhere. Um, Not in a creepy way, in a very good way. And that you can, if, you know, you can um, spread that joy to other people as well. Like, it's not just something that you need to keep secret. It's something you can spread to any, like, any person, any place, anywhere, anytime. Hmm. Dang. That, yeah. Thanks, Chad. That was, that was a great podcast. Thanks for... <laughs> we can end there. Uh, well, thanks, everyone, for coming. I, my name is Anna Kowalski. Um, and this has been Chi Alpha After Hours. Okay, guys. Ding! <laughs> the buffer music at the end. <laughs> That's a wrap. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but we're not going to end there because, y'all, I really want to hear some stories. Mm. So, Mm. this is not, like, a God story, but I think it's a funny story. So, Kote brought this drone, um, and... There was one time after we had gotten done at the schools that uh, Kote, Chad, Christian, and I were just going for a walk, and Kote and Chad decided that, well, Chad decided for Kote that the drone needed a name. And so we were all like um, brainstorming different names, and Chad, for some reason, was really convinced that it needed a like silky smooth lady's name. Um, and, uh, Christian and I kept trying to suggest as many unisex names as we could, like, you know, Corey, um, 
Jamie, things like that. And eventually Christian suggested Joe. And Chad says, what kind of girl is named Joe? Well, I am on a walk with them. I do not not remember this. I'll be perfectly honest. I completely forgot Yeah, I do not remember that. I remembered it. So that's an example of Chad unintentionally roasting me. Oh, shoot. Yep. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just caught on that one. Your name's Johanna. Yeah, but a lot of, like, people call me Joe, man. Joe, man? No. Joe, (laughs) comma, man. I called you man. Wait, what did we end up naming the drone? I don't remember. I forgot we named the drone. I I should, like, get that, like, engraved on it. What was the name? Joe? Maybe we might have just ended up calling it Joe at that point, honestly. I think it was. Was that on our walk when we went to, like, that riverfront? Yeah. And then we came back and yeah. I Oh, yeah, I got killed by mosquitoes and it was great. Yeah. Uh, we had to bury Chad and give funeral rites because he got killed by the mosquitoes. Well, then how am I here today? You're the clone. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, a, I'm actually Chad's twin brother, Brad. Brad. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, story. Story time. Um, yeah. Sorry for starting that off on a note that got us re derailed, but I just think it's a funny story. It's an amazing story. <laughs> I'm so glad you told it. Alright, I got one. Um, so one day, I can't remember which day it was, but. We went and had lunch at a, um, it was basically a center, like a rehab center for, um, like teenagers and like young adults. Um, and that, I mean, they all spoke fairly good English, some better than others, but I mean, we could communicate fairly well with everyone there. Um, and we were eating lunch and I was sitting at a table with a couple of these, um, like a couple of the um, people there, like a couple of the teenagers there. And... There was the stuff we always had with, like, lunch and dinner. It was, like, some kind of, like, pepper. And then they would pour, like, a sauce in it, and you'd mix it Mm -hmm. around. And it would be, like, super spicy. And I'm not, like, a spicy fan, but um, it was pretty good. And for some reason, I got the impulse to just take a spoonful of these peppers and just to, like, eat them all at the same time. And... All these, like, all these kids are just kind of laughing and looking at me like, are you really going to do this? Like, do you really want to do this to yourself? So I grab a spoon, take the bite of peppers, and my mouth caught on fire. And it was great. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, um, recommendation, try all the weird food if you can because, you know, you only get, get to go to Cambodia so many times. And, I mean, on a more serious level, like, just kind of that – experience connecting with those kids was also really um kind of another example of just showing them that they're loved and um that they matter and that they're valued through god's eyes and you know sometimes it just takes catching your mouth on fire and um you know hanging out with these kids and getting to know them just to really make them feel that so yeah but i i don't know if i recommend doing it that way maybe not a spoonful of pepper. Maybe just like a couple. Maybe not a spoonful. Not a spoonful. But. Yeah. I've been being told this whole time that those peppers were really spicy and they were not as spicy as advertised when I accidentally ate a whole one. Well, I'm glad you have a good spice palate because I don't. <laughs> <laughs>
I miss those. They made me. They, they made me be. really nervous to have them all week long, and then I finally accidentally ate an entire one on our last day, and was like, "That was not that bad." But apparently, Chad died. So I mean, it was also a spoonful. In, it wasn't just in, one pepper. It was like multiple peppers. You had them cut up. But like it was still a spoonful. They were all like diced. They were all diced up. That's a, still a, a spoonful of just a like... full one was like the size of a spoon. Okay, but they didn't have like they didn't just hand me a full pepper. I had to work with what I had. Like, I know. As being resourceful. Yeah. Sorry, way Nathan. to be way to be resourceful, Chad. <laughs> yes. So then, if we ever go in the future, I'll just bring a bunch of pepper, like full peppers, in my suitcase with me, just so I have them for that same experience, so I can make my uh, mouth catch on fire even more. It's uh. <laughs> Just so you know, kids, it's actually um, illegal to bring produce across borders yeah. unclaimed. So, that is true. So don't do that. Don't bring uh, the peppers home. Okay, fine. Don't Just bring the peppers put home. Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I'll go. Uh, story from the trip. I have multiple stories, but um, one that I thought was really funny was... <laughs> You'll like this, Joe. One of the one of the kids there, or multiple of them, would give us letters. Like, they would draw letters and, like, you know, just really cute. They would give it to us. I think it might have been on our last day that they gave them just kind of as, like, a goodbye gift. And yeah, one of there the, was Aww. a little girl named Lisa who Lisa. made special cards Lisa. for Kote yeah, and I and no one else because Kote <laughs> and I were special. <laughs> and, and it said, it was like a picture of something. I think it was, like, a house or a person. I still have it. And it says... Uh, I was it, it it's, I love Kotel or something? Yeah, it said Kotel. I, I I love Kotel or Kotel love Lisa. Kotel love Lisa. <laughs> and it's cuz Kote, but she thought my name was Kotel, so it's K O T E L. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so now so, my nickname from the trip is Yeah, Kotel. which only I ever call him. Yeah, yeah only it's you only call me. me but if you ever hear me saying Kotel, that's why. That's why. I've actually had people correct me. I've said Kotel, and I've had people be like, his name's Kote. And, and you're like, look, no. I, I, <laughs> look, I know what you think his name is. <laughs> but it's not that. <laughs> it's not that. Okay, last question, and I feel like this one is the most, maybe, maybe the most important one. But I don't know. I just this is a really opportunity for you guys to speak into future Chi Alpha students coming in and considering going on a Beyond trip, whether it's to Cambodia or somewhere else. Um, and the question is, what would you say to someone considering going on a Beyond trip? Do it. If you're thinking about it, if you're considering it, just do it. Just like, just do it. Bam. Just do it. Yeah, I think I think that actually like Chad at the beginning of this was talking about how he maybe didn't ask all the questions or think through everything as well as he thought he should have. But, you know, honestly, as someone who has both been on and led a lot of mission trips, um, your God is going to meet you, essentially, I guess, is the main point I want to make. Um, And. No one doing anything ever, like literally no one doing anything ever has all of the right questions asked already before they do it. And no one doing anything ever has 100% pure intentions. Um, But if you're willing to go out there and serve, um, even if it's like a not very big, like not very much thought, even if you're just like sitting there and you've been meeting with Christian for 
a few months and mostly talking about sports. And he's like, want to go to Cambodia? And you don't even think about it. And you're like, yeah, sure. God is still going to be like working in really powerful ways, both in your life and in the lives of the people you're serving. Um, so I would really encourage you to um, have the mindset of like, if you don't hear no from God, then do it. Not like I need to mm. uh, work out every single detail before I'm willing to say yes. Yeah. Well said. Yeah, and I, I kind of think adding on to that is I think part of like the reason everything was so unknown for when I went was because this was the first one ever. So that's where I was like, okay, I'm walking in this totally blind. But um, for future people, they're not going to be as blind as like me and Kote were because Johanna has gone, Christian has gone. You have this lovely podcast to listen to to get the um to get the scoop on Cambodia. So you're definitely going to be like walking in a lot more like knowledgeable than like me and Kote were. Mm. Um, but I think with this trip is it really. I mean, it's it's just so many good things. I mean, there's so many, like, awesome things about this trip. Um, I mean, if you're interested in traveling, it's a great place to go and to see the world and kind of see what different cultures are like and how, like, people on the other side of the world live. So in that regard, it's a great experience. And I can't... It's hard to explain how much, like, how grateful it is just to go be with all those kids mm. they're just so happy for you to be there and they i mean they just really look up to you like i mean they they fall in love with you i mean they'll give you high fives they'll work really hard in english to try to impress you um it's just i really don't think there's many experiences out there quite like this um and i mean assuming you guys are college students. This is a great time for you to travel. Um, like, I know life can be stressful, but, like, when you get older and you might have a full-time job, it's kind of hard to get out there and do things. So, I mean, it's just an amazing time um, for you to go out there and see a different part of the world. So, I would just say, I mean, yeah, it might. it's definitely going to be scary. I mean, there's definitely going to be times and you're just like, okay, like, how do I do this? What am I doing? But... You're going to figure it out. God's going to work through you in an amazing way that you probably could have never imagined. And you're going to go over there and make a huge difference. And there's not really a lot of things more rewarding than that. And I'll, I'll also add, if you're like, I'll also add, if you're like stressed about the money and like getting the money and that's like a deciding factor for you, just know like if you're supposed to go on this trip, God's going to provide. I mean, you're going to have to put in the work and do like getting the support raising and everything but don't worry about the money just just do it if god's leading you just do it and you'll you'll learn so much and you'll get closer to god for it so do it <laughs> we are not sponsored by nike if you're wondering awesome well hey on that uh, note let's blah. Let's what? Excuse on that me. Note, let's blah, blah, blah. <laughs> well, on that note, let's end there. Thank you, Kote, Chad, and Johanna for joining me today. And just a special thanks to Kote and Chad for being one of the first students here at OSU Chi Alpha and for your investment and your adventurous spirits to go to Cambodia. Thank so you. So cool. So proud of you guys. 
So if you've been listening to this episode and have any more questions about Beyond Trips, please feel free to talk to any one of us or any of your Chi Alpha pastors. We'd love to help you discern if this is a good fit for you to go on a trip like this and to navigate the application process when the time comes. Yeah, you can ask Christian too. Yes. Christian was also there. Yes, indeed. Yeah, but he wasn't here because he's lame. <laughs> With a capital L. And a capital A. But lowercase M and E. Yeah. Because we love Christian. Yes. Because we love you. <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, we'll have a great week. And remember that life of a... <laughs> <laughs> life. And life gives you lemons. Yes. Hey, have a great week. And remember, your life of going beyond can start even now. That's exactly what I was just going to say. Bye.